When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To another episode of the Radioactive Paper Cuts podcast, I, of course, am Josh Kennedy, here to talk all things nerd. Wait, no. Actually, this is the Marvel Stuff podcast. My bad. Coach is currently missing. He may be joining later in this episode. He also might not join this episode, so you might have to deal with me solo. Congrats to you. Uh, I missed out last week on this whole uh, Ms. Marvel thing. Uh, Coach was the big proprietor of this whole uh, Ms. Marvel fandom thing, and uh, I think the show's okay. Uh, as far as my thoughts go on the first one, uh, I think it's really entertaining. It's a completely new thing that the uh, Marvel Universe is delving into. It's uh, not. It's giving me a completely new perspective. I kind of touched on this in previous episodes, but she is a 15-year-old... Muslim girl from New Jersey. I, of course, am none of those things. So it's been pretty fun to kind of uh, adventure into a different perspective on uh, on life, even though it is kind of talked up as far as, uh, you know, it's, it's played up because it's a TV show. It's not necessarily representative of uh, real life, but I think that's okay. I think uh, that's kind of what we're going for here on uh, the, the MCU side of things. Uh, the characters are fun. Uh, I'm a big fan of Ms. Marvel. Uh, she's got some cool family members that I'm excited to get into. Uh, she's got a best friend named Bruno. Gives me very Ron Stoppable vibes. So I'm sure uh, eventually him and Kamala are going to kind of have a thing. We'll see how it goes. She's got a fun group of friends. There's a bully, but she hasn't really been much of a bully yet. Uh, I know in the promos it showed her with devil horns. I mean, I'm blanking on her name right now, but... Through two episodes, she really hasn't done anything that I found that annoying or rude. But we're going to see how it goes. Uh, the counselor, this guidance counselor that talks to both Bruno and Kamala between the two episodes, uh, he seems like he's going to be a fun character. Uh, world building. Uh, placing us in New Jersey in the mind of this uh, teenage girl super cool. I myself grew up a big comic book uh, fan. I was pretended I was Batman and I would play out scenarios in my head that made the most sense. So that's kind of exactly what Kamala is doing, but she's pretending to be uh, Captain Marvel. I'll share you with a little personal story with you guys. When I was a kid, I, uh, <laughs> I was being chased by a girl. I'm sure she had a crush on me or something. It was like second grade. And in my head, I was Batman running away from the villains. And uh, I was talking to Alfred over my communicator. And I was like, Alfred, I'm on the run. And I thought I'd do a really cool parkour move and try and spin around a pole and totally fool the villain. And uh, she would keep running forward. But instead, I uh, ran headfirst into the uh, playground and fell on the ground. Had a giant goose egg on my head and uh, got sent home early. So that's a pretty exciting story. (laughs) Ms. Marvel's, uh, her story was a little less embarrassing. Hers is a lot more daydreaming. She's clearly a big fan. She likes to draw. There's fan art. Uh, the idea of AvengerCon was pretty humorous to me as well, just because that's exactly what would happen if you had superheroes in real life. I mean, we have Comic-Con, and they're fake. We celebrate the movies and shows and comic books. 
if superheroes were real, you would throw a con specifically about them and uh, you would try and get them to make appearances and things along those lines. So that whole first episode, it made perfect sense to me. It was a lot of fun. Um, Something I really appreciated was her relationship with her parents. It's uh, one of those things where there's constant pressure on you as like a kid. And I don't think parents realize they're doing it because they just want the best for their kids. But in the moment uh, when you're younger, you kind of feel like they're putting this unnecessary pressure on you. And Kamala even calls it out to the guidance counselor. Like, I need to, why do I have to make all my life decisions before lunchtime or whatever the joke is? So the writers on the show definitely have a grasp of what it's like to be a 15 year old and just weird pressures. Always wanting to live up to your parents' expectations, your school's expectations. And as an adult, I mean, looking back on it, it doesn't seem that bad compared to like adulthood. Obviously, that's clearly a lot harder, but. At the time, that's the hardest thing you've ever done. So we shouldn't diminish the, uh, I don't know if you want to call it suffering or like uh, the feeling that the kids have in that moment. Because it, it truly is exactly what uh, what you experience at that age. Um, so that's how I felt mostly about the first episode. Coach is going to try and join in for the second episode. So I'm going to touch on a couple of new subjects. And uh, if he's here, he's here. If he's not, I'm just going to close it out. And you guys are going to love it. Quick news article, it's pretty much confirmed. I think I saw it tweeted from some official Marvel pages that they're going to be making a Thunderbolts movie. Now, I'm excited. From the rumors, it doesn't sound like they're going to be going with the comic book Thunderbolts that were uh, very Red-based, if I remember correctly. I think uh, we had Red Hulk on the team, Punisher was on the team, uh, either Deadpool or Daredevil, one of the two. But they're uh, they're going a different route on it from the fan casting. I guess nothing's official yet, but from the fan art, it looks like they're trying to do uh, Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, we might, maybe they already filmed uh, General Ross's scenes, so that actor could come back for his final appearance in the MCU. I did uh, touch on that in a previous episode as well, so I'm hoping that's the case. Uh, Bucky's a frontrunner to be uh, appearing as well. There's a couple of other people uh, that are popular, but they're kind of B-list. Uh, Yelena was another one that could be joining the Thunderbolts. I don't know. Nothing's confirmed. I'm just excited. If this is a true thing, then this is kind of... Uh, I don't know if you want to call it Marvel's answer to Suicide Squad, but it's it's similar in tone where it's a, a team of mostly anti-heroes that don't exactly have the good graces of the public, and they're they're trying to do the right thing. I'm curious who they're going to choose as the antagonist in this uh, particular movie. Yeah, it's a movie, not a show. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Other news subjects. I can't think of anything else. Uh, um, The Amazing Spider-Man is currently on Netflix. Uh, The Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans are currently on Peacock. There's rumors that all of them are going to be moving to Netflix internationally. That is the case, which kind of makes sense because I don't think Peacock is available internationally yet. So if you're a big Spider-Man fan and somehow you don't own the DVDs, I mean, they've been around for almost 20 years, so I have a couple of them. But if you want to watch it in, you know, Ultra HD or whatever they're doing with it, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, That's kind of all the news articles I had on me. We can talk about 
Kenobi just a little bit. I think uh, I've been, me and Coach and I have both been trying to keep up on that show at the same time as uh, Ms. Marvel. I know that's not Marvel related, but they're both on Disney Plus, and I'm I'm not sure if it was their best decision. It kind of feels like they're trying to be in competition with themselves. But on the other hand, there's the argument to be made that maybe they just stay on Disney Plus for two hours as opposed to one, which is another way to go about it. I, I, obviously, we can't see the numbers as the public, so I guess if it keeps happening, then it's working. If it doesn't, then it didn't. But uh, right now, I always find myself having, having to choose between the two. I uh, don't always have time to watch two hours of television in the same day. So I watched him as Marvel on lunch today so I could do this episode for you lovely people and I'll be catching Kenobi probably tomorrow, which has been a super fun action-filled episode. If you want to get some in-depth coverage, go check out our sister channel, the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Those guys know what they're doing. Uh, we appreciate them and uh, maybe someday we'll do some, some something, uh, a little bit of a crossover type of thing like we've discussed before. And hey, look at that. Looks like Coach is here to join us. Welcome in, Coach. We're talking about your uh, your girl, Ms. Marvel. And uh, this was a fun second episode, I would say. I got to give my personal thoughts on the first one because you got to do that solo episode last week. So let's, you know, tag team this episode too. Hey, love it. Yeah, uh, we missed you last week, um, but I'm glad you got to talk a little bit about Ms. Marvel. Feeling good. I like the second episode, obviously. It is weird, though. I think before we even do it, have you you watching Obi-Wan every day too? Yeah, I just touched on that just a little bit because it, it feels like they're almost in competition with themselves, right? It's driving me nuts, okay? I got to be honest with you. The fact that it's the same day and same week, and also it's like, and it feels skewed because it's it's not like the first two episodes of Miss Marvel are up against the first two episodes of Obi One, where I think they would stack up very well with each other. It's like, this is like the meat and bones. This is prime obi-wan right now you know what i mean and it yeah. just it makes miss marvel feel so disappointing because it's still on the ramp up part yeah i touched on that just to, just for a second and it, it's they're kind of in competition with themselves but at the same time are they trying to get people to stay on disney plus for two hours as opposed to one hour that's another i, I have no idea made. how i feel <sighs> like the 16 and up demographic they're mostly jumping in for these marvel and star wars shows and then just kind of dipping out so maybe right, so you think you to get people to stick around for a you would hours. think you'd want them less so more time in the same day you'd think you'd want them more total days that's what i as thought well, it makes logical sense but i don't actually have any idea what yeah, not our uh, not our forte, but yeah, it, it's a su- certainly a weird and interesting decision. And like I just thought, said, uh, if it works, it works, and they're going to keep doing it. If it doesn't, we'll probably stop seeing it, and that's okay. Yeah, I wonder if it just has to do with Thor. You know, just yeah, you, you do the movie schedule first because that's what where the big bucks come in and let everything else slide around. And maybe, uh, yeah, that that might make some sense. They're also just maybe filling gaps. Uh, I mean, previous to this, it felt like they were alternating you'd have a marvel movie the star wars show a marvel show we'd switch back to another marvel show or another marvel right movie. it felt it like it was sort of pattern instead of trying to run concurrently yeah i don't know if it was a, a decision that was made or if it just like happened to happen because of the way the movies i don't know or maybe they were not connected at all i don't know it just seems weird it seems weird is all i'm saying i don't know the answer i don't like it i feel like i've seen people on on twitter and the social complaining about it a little bit especially miss marvel fans which is like hey first of all now we're about to talk about miss marvel and it's great 
It's not, I mean, you're not as good as the current episodes of Obi-Wan, so I don't know what to tell you. Like, you can't really complain about it. Like, Yeah, um, I think be maybe better. there's some argument to be made that they have different target audiences. Kenobi's very much directed at people in their late 20s, mid-30s that grew up on the prequels. Ms. Marvel, I, I personally believe they are targeting just high schoolers in general and they're, they're like they know that adults are watching it as well but it feels like it's for the kids you know what i mean yeah i know that and maybe that's the point is to try to create the different demographics but i mean it's still got to be at least 40 50 percent overlap it's just got to be yeah i mean you, you're you got a fan in one you got a fan in the other it's just part of being a nerd it's kind of <laughs> you gotta you know your audience i mean even when they're on different uh streaming services like the Boys is also running right now, which we're covering Noah and I over on the Radioactive Paper Cuts podcast. But they pick Fridays. I don't, I don't know if that was an intentional decision. It seems like it is, where they're trying not to hit the same day as the Disney Plus shows. Or well, I think HBO Netflix Max. had like started the Friday thing, and then Disney came in with like the Wednesday thing out of nowhere. Not quite sure. Let's just talk about how weird it was with Kenobi because they dropped the first two episodes on a Friday and then the third episode on the following Wednesday. No one. <laughs> just and no, no one sense. Didn't make any sense. It's fine. Well, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's doing fine. I'm sure all they care about is that people eventually watch it. It just seems like you'd want to spare that. But it does seem to have been taking the steam out of what we I think is a very good show. I didn't hear your review of episode one, but we're about to have two. But do you think it's at least a good show? Is that... Uh, yeah, my, my you know quick review was like, it's a super fun show. I know I'm not the target audience, but I still feel like I can enjoy it as much as anyone else can. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, let's jump into let's jump into episode two then. We'll kind of just talk through it. We'll do a little bit of chronological order here with a couple random tan- tangents I want to get your opinion on because I'm curious about. But uh, I like the show. I think it's super good. I've also just plainly stated that I think the current episodes of obi-wan are better so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and, and yeah. fanboy well, over I this and... episode four yet because i had to choose to watch ms marvel on my lunch so really <laughs> so, okay we got well then you will be uh, i'm an episode behind because well, i knew i had this podcast right after work so that's good i'll make sure not i'll try not to spoil anything obi-wan on this but this is spoilers for miss marvel episode two um we jump in i, th- I like the whole because um, it kind of starts off and you and you're they're talking about the superhero and you know what happened that night i like that uh the the popular girl comes up with the name nightlight oh that's god a, it's the worst i love it i i just love it i love when they just intentionally give our superheroes the wrong names but like if you think about it it's definitely way more of what you would call this hero than miss marvel there's already a captain marvel like you wouldn't yeah, no, there's no, like, chorological reason. They, they've done it in previous shows. I think it was popularized by Arrow, where he started as the Hood, and then, like, the Vigilante, and then the Arrow, and then eventually Green Arrow, where it just, across yeah. all seven seasons or whatever that show ran for, he changed his name a few times. They've done it a couple other... Uh, yeah, it took forever for, for Wanda to be Scarlet Witch, stuff like that. Uh, Daredevil was, you know, he didn't get the name Daredevil until season two, I don't think. I'm curious to know if she, like, yeah. Will she, the only way I feel like she'll ever be Miss Marvel is if she calls herself that. Because there's no logical reason to think that this I other mean, her hero... suit is similar, but it wouldn't make any sense. They're like, oh, it's a suit derivative, so we should make the name the same. But Yeah. But Nightlight makes sense. It's not the coolest nickname in the world, but I still kind of just love it. 
Uh, but yeah, I like I like the whole beginning the whole beginning of the episode. They're talking about it. They're doing stuff. She's got a you know montage of training, but not just yeah, training. But it's very much the definition of like a high school girl training, where she's like, I want to run suicides and do some jumping jacks after school. <laughs> it's not exactly what you're supposed to do to train like a superhero. Ask you know Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans; those guys have to like live in the gym for years. Yeah, but that's that's kind of why I love it because it it really makes it feel like this is actually a movie just about a teenage girl and not a superhero. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this actress. I think her name's Iman or Iman. I, I might be completely off on that, but she is a big Marvel fan. She is on the Reddit forum saying things and like she texts Kevin Feige apparently like inconsistencies that he has in the MCU and she just got there, which is so funny to me. Yeah, she's she's super great. And that's and she comes off exactly like that. She comes off as a fan. Yeah. Why she got cast. It works. And like I said, if this to me it feels like if this movie was just a movie that was on Netflix and it wasn't her name wasn't Miss Marvel, it was just some other generic superhero. I feel like I would watch it and I would like it because it feels like a good teenage little rom com thing. But it is Miss Marvel and it is Marvel. So I like it that much more. Um, but yeah, like the training montage, I think was cool. The one little tidbit I did like from it, um, I don't know if you can guess, it's the uh, that her powers are from inside of her, not from the bangle. Oh yeah, that, I thought that was a. That's quite funny. Yeah. This is an interesting little line to remember. So I think at some point we'll see that the bangle will come off, and she'll have to still use her powers. Obviously, good little foreshadowing, but it's cool to know that it might still be not just human. not just anybody could put the bangle on. That's one of the number one complaints about the show, just based on the trailer and the first episode. People were very upset because that character is known as an inhuman and that's kind of part of her identity. So it's weird to, you know, branch off of that. But like I said, maybe it's just like an, it, the bangle activated her powers. There's an argument to be made there. We're going right. to see as the show goes on. Yeah, channels through it. Yeah, I think like I said, I feel confident that eventually it will uh, come through. I talked about it in episode one. I don't know what your opinion on it was, but. I like that the power looks cool. It just looks more visually appealing than Green Lantern's terrible CGI. So yeah, and um, yeah, way better than anything Fantastic Four's ever done. I think hardcore fans might be upset about it, but as far as like I'm concerned, and probably I'd say seventy percent of the people that are watching this show, it's like it's fine. It's another like visually appealing superpower, and it's gonna be a fun time going through this show. I don't think it has to be as comic accurate as everyone wants it to be because sometimes believe it or not comic books get ridiculous <laughs> yeah and i mean it's versatile and people use it i like the name of it they call it what do they call it hard light or something she called it hard light and then bruno said that was a uh, groundbreaking yes good groundbreaking bruno by the way is great i think that's i mean the next scene I, is him talking about him going to caltech Right before you got in here, I was like, he's giving me very Ron Stoppable vibes. That's exactly what yeah, I Yeah, I love it. I love the pull. It is, though. It, and it does. And, it, and even there's the whole classic nerd best friend up against jock hot guy triangle thing. Obviously, got to love it. Uh, that's a good pull, the Ron Stoppable pull. Thanks, he's man. great. Yeah, I was pretty proud of that. Um, and obviously, he's a genius. Like, we're going to see him get to do, you know, genius level things at some point. He'll invent something. There's so many genius... If there's that many just really smart people in our actual world, be a lot of good be stuff so much happening. Better off, <laughs> but yeah. nobody does quite these things. No, like and it. it's yeah, that's the thing about you know comic books. It's it's unrealistic, but it's fun to watch. 
Yeah, right on. Um, so there, he does this thing. He doesn't want to go to California. There's a love triangle developing between her and this hot guy, which that was a great scene. The whole like introduction to him. Oh, he was fun. Yeah, Cam- Cameron. 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 Cam- yeah, I don't know. One of the two. Either way, he's going to be a fun character, and we're going to eventually get to the end of the episode, which gives him a little bit more uh, intrigue, I would say. Yeah, but it, it just again, like I keep mentioning, it reminds me of some of my favorite shows. And that was just a classic scene when a fawn over the new hot guy. For some reason, he's going to come over and talk to you, but you're going to be doing something awkward. Like standing I like on how he looked like a realistic high school hot guy. The dude yes. wasn't ripped. He didn't look like Tom Holland. The guy didn't have like washboard abs. You could kind of see them. He's a little scrawny. He's very yeah. believable as like a hot 17 year old. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I feel like, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a more obtainable hot 17 year old than like, yeah. Um, you can say the same thing about uh, Kamala herself, too. She very much represents what an average 15 or 16-year-old would look like in high school, too. I yeah, like exactly. that this feels more realistic. And I I know that was intentional because they want to kind of hit different demographics. And the god bod isn't going isn't gonna to roll for too much longer. I agree. Although some people just like to look at pretty things. So I don't oh, I agree. Maybe I mean, uh, when Chris Hemsworth lost his clothes in that Thor trailer, man, I was, I was having a good time. I was pumped about it. That dude's ripped. I'm not sure that I, I quite had the same physical uh, stimulation to it as that's as maybe my co-host. But that's fine. Uh, speaking of hitting demographics, I think the next scene was uh, the politics of the mosque, I guess. They're like, oh, I love how, that, how they named each one of the groups and stuff. Uh, I t- touched on it briefly, but like the fact that we're getting to explore the, uh, the Muslim religion and uh, kind of it even shows the dichotomy of like male and female, how they're treated within even the mosque itself. It, it brings up frustrations that I'm like Muslim women probably actually feel, especially, you know, girls around that age. It's not just, it's the same thing that they would do is like religion's obviously not perfect. No matter what religion you're in, you're not, it's not this beautiful thing that everyone puts on a pedestal. There's some things that aren't so great about it. And not that we know, right? Not not that we not know that this that movie's this show's interpretation is correct in those right. things. You can let us know if we don't. I've never been to a mosque. Well, I have been inside one. I've never worshipped at one, so I can't tell you how accurate it is to what Muslim cliques are. I can't imagine they would make stuff up, but you know, it's yeah, it's cool. Be. It's fun stuff. And uh, you know, you can pick apart any religion and how churches work and mosques. And we're not going to, because that's not the type of show we are. I just appreciate that it uh, it showed more realism. So this it, yeah, it great. felt real, which is important. Whether or not it is accurate, we don't, we can't say. But all we can say is that it felt real to us. It seemed interesting. If that's leading us to a, at least they're not mocking it. I think is the important thing, right? Right. Like if you're hundred percent, especially if you're going to be inaccurate, at least be like nice and accurate. So. I liked it. I, it's interesting. There's a whole side story about her friend running for. I don't some even know what the hell she's running for. Position. Yeah, some comps. I think it's like the council of the mosque. I, yeah, I don't it's like the council. There's a either. shoe thief going on at the mosque thing. Yes. I can't imagine that's going to be important, except that it probably will. I don't know why it's going to be important, but it will be. Yeah, but it's... So I have no idea what's going on there, but I love it. Um, she gets to hang out with the hot guy eventually, you know? Which is cool. Good ride yeah, in his, his he, fancy uh, car. He immediately let her uh, drive his fancy car. That seemed like a terrible decision, but it happened anyway. Happened anyway. She got to do that classic teenage thing where she got to celebrate and dance. That was a cute little scene. Her oh, dancing yeah, through no, the... it, it feels very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, independent film. 
kind of like how in those movies they kind of take a minute sometimes like 500 days of summer as an example yeah randomly cartoon birds show up and there's a you know a dancing scene like why is that there because it was fun that's why it's there yeah. so shut up so i like i like that i like it's just you gotta love it and again it just reminds me more that this is a this is a romantic not a romantic comedy but like a, it's a comedic team. growing up show yeah. less than it is Coming a superhero show but they do do some uh some classic stuff. I love the um, the Great British Baking. Oh, that Great whole scene. You know, I was going to talk about that too. Yeah, uh, you the, got it. The, Go. They went and had a went and had lunch with the hot guy and uh, saw her brother outside. Which the brother is like low key a fun character. He's not like yes. at the forefront, but he's certainly fun when he's on screen. And he immediately like him and his fiance are under no impression that this guy's actually their cousin. But he's kind of just letting it ride. He's like, you know what? I don't care that much. <laughs> And the great British breaking joke was beautiful because the guy does have a British accent for some reason. And then he switches to Pakistani to, you know, code switch it. And it was pretty funny. I just, what about the whole the brother being like, oh, yeah, dude, you were the cousin. We called you this. And no, I was going to call you that for now on. He's just like, I don't know what's going on, but I kind of love it. I mean, maybe the way the episode ends, maybe that contextualizes it a little bit more. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Who knows? We'll speculate all that weird stuff. Um, at the end, because I don't really know what's going on. Me either, which is making it fun and intriguing. <laughs> but I did like the scene. So the parents weren't in this one as much That's as cool. episode one, which is one of the stronger parts of episode one. But there wasn't a lot of parent scenes. But they did have that dinner with yeah. uh, with the, the brother and his, his fiance yeah, and the family. There was a line that stuck out to me. The uh, every Pakistani has a partition story. Number yeah. one, I need to learn more about what happened. I didn't. I don't have a huge wealth of knowledge, but I think probably after we talk to recording, I might actually just Google like what That's happened. Probably the point they're trying to kind of bring. I mean, it's been done before. They uh, like in the Watchmen TV series, they brought uh, that massacre up. I'm forgetting the name of, but uh, it brought right. it to like relevance. It's like acknowledging that bad things have happened, and it does have repercussions, even if it's in a fun, silly teen TV show. Like it still needs to be talked about, and right. and it's definitely. This, I'm not gonna lie; I don't think I've ever heard of the partition, so now I want to know. Yeah, I'm gonna Google it. If you don't Google it, I'll tell you. But yeah, I'm definitely interested. But it did make me think. In my head, the first thing I thought was, that means there's a villain somewhere, who has a partition story where we just don't know it yet. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, another thing on that in that same scene, the uh, the Kingo jokes. I loved that so much. Yes. And how he was saying his grandmother had such a crush on Kingo Senior, and you got to talk about how they can't see it. But then he's the exact same guy. It was so wonderful. I like how uh, they acknowledged the whole Bollywood aspect of Indian culture. It's it was all yes. Awesome. Again, in the, yeah. And even though I don't know the shows and movies they're referencing, right? It still feels real and it feels fun. It feels like. Yeah, it'd be cooler if they were referencing, you know, Batman or movies that I recognize, but that wouldn't make sense. So this it wouldn't is... feel as authentic. So that's that's yeah. I think a, a, authenticity seems to be one of the highlights of this show, and I appreciate it because it's it's something different. I, I cool. am not a teenage girl Pakistani. I'm none of those things. So this is fun. I do have a note written here that it's at some points it feels overwhelming because it's it's just so many references that I don't get. It's so many like locations and. This and that, and like you said, the whole scene with the different talking, the different names of the the clicks, was just oh, like so funny though. The Illuminantes, the Illuminantes is funny, but at some point it was like this is going a little over my head. Maybe I could like step back and watch. 
And so, but I think that might, like you said, that might just be the point. I need to look up the partition. I need to look up these things to to have a better understanding, which is fine because I like the show. So I watched this. Ep- I watched this episode. I've watched this one twice, but I will watch it again because my wife likes the show. So Miss Marvel, I watch double every week. Nice, which is fine. So it kind of gets me a little bit, but sometimes it feels overwhelming. Um, there was a whole. We so so there's a they're at the party they're doing the politics for the Moss thing which is again just a weird what a weird storyline to throw on a Marvel show it just feels like, a lot like she's so low stakes that's <laughs> kind of feels like what it's yeah exactly for. it just feels like the lowest stakes thing in the world but I kind of like it then but then someone some kids in danger I don't know how he got up there what was going on he was taking Snapchat pictures and using the filters out the window. Yeah, I was like, um, yeah, that adds up for that's funny. stupid kids this day and age. So I don't think I quite caught that. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, uh, that but yeah, anyway, so she has to save him. She does. Not the smoothest save like in the partially, world. Partially, though, yeah. She saves him completely, and then uh, people get, like, she gets distracted. She sees uh, Cameron's... Well, she's too busy memeing herself up there for a second. Getting that's Yeah, she did the pose. <laughs> she's, she, she's a poser, just like Black Widow. Yeah, she well, and she did it definitely on purpose. And oh, yeah, super cool. It was funny that the... That, uh, I did have the idea, like I've had the last couple episodes in a little bit. Hawkeye, I feel like, started this. This how much more real the world of Marvel feels in the shows than in the movies. Fact. It just like how think about how real that would happen though. If a superhero really did stuff, it would just be clipped all over TikTok and there would be this and that and yep. people would it would be insane. They'd add it to the end of other memes and it would think of how funny the memes we are from Morbius. What if Morbius actually lived in said Morbid time? Then the internet would explode. It sure would. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. I love the save. Um, beyond that, uh, her her and Bruno's relationship is very interesting because clearly he has a crush on her and he she's kind of feeling the hot guy. So there's a lot of things that are going to develop throughout the show, and I'm excited to see. I know he's got to do. Then the the bad guys show up. I hope that that's not. Like the actual villain of this show, there's just a weird scientist who seem like they don't have a name or anything, right? It just seems like they're like some sort of borderline aim at this point. I that's how I felt. I was like, this seems like the beginning of aim. I feel like maybe they might try and introduce a Modoc at the end of this uh, the show, maybe or reference him because Modoc is the head of aim in most instances. So I could see that type of thing developing out. And the way they act is very similar to aim. And which is funny because uh, Hammer Tech did almost the same thing in like Iron Man 2 or 3. It felt like a very AIM-esque type of thing. Weren't they called? Also called AIM? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But it is interesting because the, the Avengers game is yeah. essentially a Miss Marvel game mm-hmm. where AIM's the bad guy. So I don't know if I love it, but it seems to be it's fine where they're yeah. going. There's a lot of things this show actually takes from that game. The whole like Avenger Con Fest thing and everything. It is I'm not surprised. I mean, it's a it was that game itself isn't successful, but like people loved the campaign about it. So yeah, it, it just didn't have the staying power because I think just the combat was repetitive is really its biggest issue. Yep. But the campaign is a very cool story, and so they stole the best part of it. Um, yes. I don't know if the villain was the best part of it though. So that, yeah, whatever. She fights off some robots. It's bad. It's fine. Whatever. But we see. She gets saved by Hottie McHotterson and his aunt. Yes. And the aunt is the one that she's been seeing in her visions, which I don't... 
fully understand the context of that, but we're going to see how that develops. It feels, yeah, I don't know. To me, it feels like it's similar to the whole Black Panther thing. The um, There's some sort of connection through some sort of afterlife thing. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But I don't really know. And the ant obviously knows what's up. And yeah, the, the, sure. uh, she's the she's the ant that was like being talked smack about throughout the episode. episode. Do we think? Yeah. Um. D- yeah. That's that's the that's the thing I'm uncertain on. Is she the great grandma, or is she from that bloodline as well? There's a lot of things it could be. I don't really know which direction they're gonna go. It's if not. It's not quite a Luke and Leia situation, husband. but. It's not ideal either, it seems. I was just thinking the same thing. It's like they're kind of building up a romance between the two. Yeah, we had just watched. Yeah, you were over at the house. We watched that scene. You just yes, like, that's like right at the beginning of five. Just, yeah. They had no idea what they were doing back then. I love it. Just love it. Great. Well, I hope this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how this weird relationship goes. I don't I don't actually know. I like thought about it for like 10 minutes afterwards. And I was like, this gives me no information at all. She's going to have a partition story, though. I know that for sure. Yeah, you just true. That is true. It seems like she was probably at some point. Jaylee knows what's going on. She knows about the powers, knows the stuff. Well, the fact I thought I found it interesting how easily Kamala just ripped off the helmet. She's like, yeah, I don't care about secret identities. Once you got picked up by Hot Boy. Yeah, that's fair. But I, I mean, it feels like they have seen it. Fine. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited though. I, I feel like I like this episode enough that it it has me excited for what's going forward. I think if we talk about it like exactly like Obi-Wan, if you based Obi-Wan off just the first two episodes, you'd be like, man, this show's kind of boring. I don't know what's going on. But it's only ramped up and gotten better. I as far as to say Ms. Marvel has better pacing on the first episode, two episodes of Kenobi, even though I love the Obi-Wan show. Yeah, and that one, I think that show, because it already has a built-in backstory and stuff, it's allowed to be a little more atmospheric and slow. For sure. But... Yeah, I mean, this is when the show is going to be judged. These next three episodes, you know, like, oh, is it going to really get going? Is the action going to be there? Is the love triangle going to be a thing? Or is it now just going to be completely ignored because right. he's her cousin? Right, going to show up, I'm curious, as well. I mean, we're going to have Lady Hydra pop up for some weird reason. That's possible. Modoc, definitely possible. I see that maybe happening. I mean, we're not a speculation podcast, but there's definitely a lot of that yeah, a lot of things that I'm not quite sure. Like I have said at the, at the end of episode one, my fear is that these two episodes will be the ones I like the most because now that she's being chased by the cops and stuff, it's going to turn into a pure Marvel action show. We'll see. And they're going to drop all the, the weird teenage drama stories and the, the partition, not the partition, the, uh, the weird council argument that they got going on and all that stuff. Maybe that'll all stay dropped, and that'll be a bummer. I hope they maintain a lot of these weird, kooky storylines that are that are going on in the first two episodes. Yep, no doubt. That's all I got to say about this one. I'm excited for more Ms. Marvel. Uh, I'm excited to watch Kenobi tomorrow. It's nothing to do with Marvel. But uh, yeah. July, we're getting Thor. That's going to be awesome. Lots of Marvel stuff coming. We really hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. We see that our numbers are always growing. We appreciate it. I've seen a couple more reviews come across. Uh Saw one yeah, commenting help. on her audio. I've ve- like very been working very hard on that, watching videos and trying to get us to uh, more professional sounding podcasts. So I appreciate the critique, and we're working on it. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, this has been this is a ton of fun. Let us know in the comments. Do you guys 
how many of you guys watch Obi-Wan? How many of you guys care that they come up the same? You're just like, sweet, I have two shows to watch in a row. Right. For me, it's a significant addition to my morning that I kind of wish I could spread out. To me. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, but I'm curious what you guys think and, and how you feel about it. And maybe you're like, ah, I wish you guys would just wait until Obi-Wan was over and then talk about Miss Marvel. It's too late now. We're not going to do that. But True. I am curious what you guys feel about these things and uh, get ready for Thor week. It's going to be fun. And until next time, just try not to have too much fun without us. Uh, We like you. We love you. Peace.